Kenny Pickett's not going to be the starter. He's just not. Not in Cincinnati anyway. But he sure as heck shouldn't be buried in a conventional number three spot on the depth chart. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning from Latrobe. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates where you found this. And yes, you heard that correctly from Latrobe. What a wonderful feeling to make it back onto the St. Vincent College campus for the first time since 2019. Driving up. There's a little bit of a security booth as you make it onto the campus via vehicle. And the kind lady who's been working that gate for a long, long time was just smiling ear to ear. And when I said something like, nice to see everybody back, she lit up even further. She said, this is what we're here for. This now feels like things are back to normal. And from there, there was a lot of talking to players who were all on their way into the dorms. There was the conditioning test. But the real work gets going today. There's a practice that begins at 1.55 p.m. It'll be the first practice of camp, and it will be the first set of drills aimed at determining who will be this team's quarterback, who will be this team's backup quarterback, of course, who will be this team's number three quarterback? If we go by what the hierarchy was through OTAs and minicamp, as Kenny Pickett himself confirmed to us yesterday, it's going to sound exactly like this. Um, I mean, they, they laid it out for you, and the immediate coach laid it out just the way he laid it out to us. There was a one, two, three, and a four. And that's kind of how it went in camp and uh, in like mini camp and OTA. So we'll see how it goes when uh, camp opens up tomorrow. Yep. One, two, three, and four. The four, of course, being Chris Oladokun. But you also heard Kenny say there, we'll see. Did you catch that? He was referring to today's practice. He was referring to the drills that will be shown this week. And to that end, here's what Mike Tomlin had to say about what to expect. I'm not overly concerned about it. Um, I think about every year we've been here, we've carried four guys into camp and there have been some rep management things to to address from that perspective. Um, we got four quarterbacks. We generally run in three groups. And so there's some things to manage from a rep standpoint. But again, that has been the case for the 15 years or 16 years that I've been here. Now see, that's interesting in and of itself. Tomlin is standing there at this podium in the Fred Rogers Center and he's playing coy, even though he knows that everyone, including, I should mention, the public, will be able to watch this practice today, will be able to watch all the other practices that are conducted here at Chuck Knoll Field and see for themselves. But he's playing coy with it. Why is that? No, really, why is that? This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online, maybe a flexible hybrid format. 
would work best for you. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. Look, I don't mean to make something out of nothing, but I'm not going to underplay the quarterback situation out of anything that I'm going to be guilty of underplaying this fall. It won't be that. It only means everything to the future of the franchise, including how it unfolds. I still believe Mitch Trubisky is going to be the starter. I still believe that Mason Rudolph will be the backup, barring a trade, and I don't think there will be one. At least not as much as I once did, based on some stuff I heard yesterday. And I do believe that Pickett will be slotted at number three, if only because you don't want to go into a situation as a team, not so much as a future-minded organization, but as a team playing football in 2022, where Trubisky goes down, and now you're looking at two rookie backups in Pickett and Oladokun. That's, this coach isn't so far removed from 2019 to remember what that feels like. But what I really hope to not see at this camp and in these exhibition games and really into the practices that happen during the regular season that are way more out of the public's eye but are arguably way more important to a young quarterback's development is for Pickett to get buried, to get relegated to scout duty, and to not working at all with the number one offense. Do you follow what I'm saying here? Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar with the way these things work in the NFL, well, Tomlin actually brought it up himself. And I'll say this, because I understand that that's the elephant in the room. Um, we're not going to micromanage or overmanage this quarterback competition. Um, the depth chart will not rest on every throw. I know that you guys will want to ask me every day and every throw, um, but we're going to be a little bit more steady than that. I think it's important from a leadership perspective to to to, to not overmanage it, to not be uh too impulsive, and and so that's what I've relayed to those guys, and and our actions will continue to display that mindset. See, he's acknowledging that there's going to have to be a different way that they manage their reps. Now, what he's comparing that to is the way they assigned reps under Ben Roethlisberger, and that was different. Ben was the obvious number one in every setting. There usually was an obvious number two, And there never was a situation where your number three was told, as Pickett's been, that he has a chance to start out of camp. It doesn't mean they mean it. It means that he's been told that. So since he's been told that, and since that's been made public, and since the whole team heard it, the last thing you want to do is throw him out there onto the field with no chance to A, win the job, B, get better by playing with better players, meaning throwing to better wide receivers in particular. Let's see Kenny out there with an opportunity, especially in these early days of camp. And maybe even into the preseason. Look, I understand the value of having Trubisky out there with the ones In the preseason, meaning in the exhibition games, there's only going to be three of them, remember, this year. He's not only got to learn the offense, he's got to live it. And he's got to get real snaps in anger in order to be best prepared for Cincinnati. 
But this script is different, and it requires a different approach, and here's hoping that takes place. When we come back, J1Q... portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by our friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. They are the one, the only, the premier destination in Pittsburgh for craft beer. More than 500 craft beers available, more than 350 of those local, and more than 80 of those on tap. Mike's can't be topped. Not for beer, not for the awesome kitchen and menu that's available, not for all the special events that are going on there. Check them out online at mikesbeerbar.com. Mike's Beer Bar, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And today's J1Q comes from Steve Fennell, who says, Hey, DK, I have a Steelers question that's been gnawing at me for the past couple of weeks. One of the more prominent narratives of this offseason was how will the Steelers replace Ben Roethlisberger and his league-leading fourth-quarter comebacks from last year? My issue with this, as I'm pretty sure as you've pointed out a time or two over that season, is that he wouldn't have needed all those fourth-quarter comebacks had he been properly warmed up before halftime. My question is, do you think with even average QB play and the defense not allowing 200-plus rushing yards a game, Will the fourth quarter comebacks become irrelevant this season? Uh, No, they won't. They won't. They never are in the NFL. Even for really good teams and really effective, productive offenses, you're going to need to be counted on to take the football up the field with two, three, four minutes left in the fourth quarter a handful of times every season. Now, if you go back over... Trubisky's time in Chicago, you'll see that he's got a pretty decent history of doing that himself. Now, he's not Ben, to say the least, and I don't mean to compare them, just pointing out that he's been able to pull it off a time or two. But yeah, I got to tell you, I'm very much with you on the idea that it's okay to be efficient and productive in the first three quarters as well. And as we saw with Ben, not just last year, but also in 2020, the first halves, in particular, the first quarters were just these monstrous struggles. Do you remember the whole streak of not scoring on the first drive that spanned almost two years? Now, I can't know if that's not being properly warmed up, as you suggested, or what it was. Uh, I'd like to think that some of that, at least some of that, goes on to the offensive coordinator because you do script your first X number of plays in the National Football League or really at any level of football. But yeah, that's one variable, becoming a more consistent, more rhythmic offense. For that to happen, you're going to need not only better quarterback play, but better play out of everybody. And to bring him up again, more imagination from Matt Canada. But I'm also really glad that you brought up the 200-yard thing, even if you were just kind of joking around, meaning getting gashed the way the Steelers did in Minneapolis by Dalvin Cook and the Vikings. If those guys 
aren't staying on the field. Meaning the opponents, you're going to have more opportunities with the football. Now, you got to make something happen with those two. And what would happen way too often in such settings in 2021 was when the defense was effective and the Steelers would come right back onto the field for offense, they'd go three and out. And you would just see a punting competition. And as I use that term, you can actually envision probably half the game's on their schedule last year, because that's what they looked like. It was a punting competition for a half, even into the third quarter. Look, I don't mean to make this all about quarterback, even though this episode's certainly been that. As you pointed out, the gashing has to stop. The defensive front has to be a lot stronger. And we'll see how that goes with Larry Ogunjobi telling us here yesterday that you know he might be slowed down a little bit with Tyson Alualu showing up on the pup list because of a knee issue. But there's a lot of other variables that have to improve for the Steelers to become consistent offensively. Quarterback's the most important, but it's only one of them. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. I'll be right back out on the grass at Chuck Knoll Field covering an honest gosh football practice today. Let's do another one of these tomorrow, my friends. 